This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, well, we've got the cold snap coming our way. Uh, Brace yourselves, one and all, because uh, it's going to be colder than it has been previously this year. So, uh, well, it's early in the year, and it is mid-January, so I guess it's to be anticipated. But there are all kinds of things that uh, we need to be mindful of. And certainly we'll speak to the situation with those who are living out on the streets. Uh, We'll get to that. Uh, Members of OCAP held a press conference yesterday in the vicinity of where a woman uh, was killed in an alleyway near Adelaide University, having been run over by a garbage truck. Third such episode of a street person having died within the course of a week, and so uh, it's obviously a concern, but what really realistically and practically can or is being done about it, uh, as I say, a little later in the program, we'll get around to that. We'll get around to our panel here shortly as well and topics worthy of discussion with the Reverend Dr. Sherry DeNovo, Rocco Rossi, and Adrian Batra. Right now, though, wanted to focus on something else that surfaced today where the TTC is recommending a 10-cent fare increase in their budget for 2019. And uh, it apparently also means that uh, there's going to be a significant ask of over $30 billion over the next 15 years to meet their capital needs. Then we had the mayor yesterday announcing that he could fast-track a downtown relief line, move it up by two years, but at a cost of $162 million. So how does this all work uh, in the grand plan of things, and uh, how does it rest with Toronto Transit advocate Steve Monroe? Let's find out. Steve Monroe is on the line here on the Oakley Show at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Steve, a good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. All right. Uh, this $0.10 cent fare increase, first off, I mean, uh, where the mayor says, you know, it's kind of understandable. I know it's the eighth one since 2009, and they were frozen last year, but uh, more or less representing inflation. Any problem with that? Uh, personally, I do not see a problem with that fare increase. Uh, fares have been going up over the long haul. Um, you know, this is, this is nothing new. And the typical problem we get into is if there is a fare freeze, it is usually implemented for political reasons. Strangely, just before elections, it's a good time people like to bribe us with our own money one way or the other. Right. And uh, inevitably what happens a few years later is there has to be a fare increase to make up for the fare increase we didn't have when we should have had one. Um, the the issue always comes up, and it's a bona fide issue about people who for whom the cost of anything, you know, whether it's housing or food or whatever, is uh, a, a, a drag. That that you know any increase is going to hit them. But I think there have there are a few programs in place that that offset this. One is the fact that there is now the two hour transfer on the TTC, although it's only available to Presto users, and that that really is an issue because people who do not use Presto, people who pay cash fares or use tickets, don't have that two hour transfer available to them. So that's that's something that needs to be sorted out. Uh, the other thing, of course, is that the city has a program that is supposed to ramp up over the next few years to increase discounted transit fares to various uh, needy groups. Right now, it's, at, it's, it's kind of the very, very low end. The city funding that's required for it is small, but it's supposed to ramp up to something in the range of 40 to $50 million of additional fare subsidy over the next few years if the city funds it. The city has a very bad record of voting for programs to help the poor but not actually doing anything about them. And so that's, that's a problem that is fully in the lap of city council, not the TTC. By the way, the two-hour uh, transfer policy, kind of the hop-on, hop-off, expected to cost $20 million this year. Uh, a worthwhile initiative? Yes, I think that that's very important. Um, 
one of the things that, that I mean, I'm, I've been a MetroPass user since they were first introduced back in 1980, and uh, over half of all the rides that are taken on the TTC have, are taken by MetroPasses, and those of us who use them know the convenience. You don't have to think about, oh, is this going to cost me another fare, or I'd really like to get off here and look in this store, but, you know, I can't stop over on, on my transfer. And by extending that to as many riders as possible, and frankly, I think it should be extended to all riders, not just people who are using Presto. Um, by extending that to all riders, it means that basically when you pay a fare, you're buying two hours travel. It doesn't matter whether you get on or off, you know, whether you double back on yourself or whatever, you're basically getting a limited time pass, and that completely changes the way you think about using transit. Or, well, they say, and uh, further to that, the cost of an adult monthly pass on Presto is expected to rise, and uh, the tap card as well is going up by $0.10, cents, but these things yep. will take effect uh, at the start of April. Yeah. The, one of the things that's intriguing is that the actually the price increase for adults proportionately is smaller than the price increase for seniors and students uh, because both of them go up by a dime. Uh, but, of course, the students, seniors and students are on a smaller base fare, so proportionately they're getting a higher increase. Um, we can argue about that. There's always this problem with rounding fare increases you know, to a nickel or a dime, you know, whatever it's going to be. Uh, so may- maybe next time out, seniors like me will get a, will get a cut rate. <laughs> All right, with Steve Monroe again, he's a transit advocate and author. I want to ask you about the downtown relief line and uh, what uh, came forth from the mayor yesterday and uh, the new head of the TTC, the chair, Jay Robinson, uh, talking about the relief line accelerating the process instead of 2031. It would be built by 2029, they say, but that would cost an additional $162 million. Give a listen. She lists the project preparations for the relief line, which will now happen in parallel rather than in sequence cutting two years time off the project. Accelerating design work to ensure the project proceeds on pace. Speeding up the property acquisitions along the route. Moving ahead with uh, utility locates which always seem to be very complicated so getting that work done and most importantly beginning work on acquiring the technical equipment that will be needed for construction. All right, so prioritizing all these things. For two years, uh, buying us two uh, years sooner for 162 mil. Worthwhile? Uh, Well, definitely. First of all, this is all work that has to be done anyway. Mm -hmm. And one of the issues with, uh, well, uh, we could talk about the TTC capital budget for hours, but an issue with the capital budget has always been that expenses get pushed off into the future as far as possible to limit the short-term spending requirements because there's other stuff we want to spend money on. The relief line, there is no reason why... The, this $162 million worth of, of work can't be done now, other than that in previous budget, it's, it had been put into out years so that it didn't conflict with other spending like the Scarborough subway. Now I think the, 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 the real need that the relief line has to move beyond being just a nice idea we've had for decades to something we're really going to build, we have to start you know, spending serious money and spending it in current budgets, not in hypothetical future budgets. 
Well, all right. And so uh, the relief line is a priority because, you know, people are always insistent on that when we hear that the government, the provincial government, wants to upload the subway and extend into Scarborough with three stops now instead of the one that had been more recently on plan. Uh, You in favor of the provincial government taking over the running of the subway and, uh, well, the running of the subway actually would be the TTC, but the maintenance and the building and so on and so forth. Well... The devil's in the details. The province has already kind of taken one step back from what was originally talked about, which was a complete takeover of ownership of the subway, to say, well, maybe we'll do it in two stages, with the first step being to concentrate on building new lines, and then when we figure out all the details of taking over the existing stuff, we'll do that. Uh, As the I mean, the report that came out uh, yesterday about the the capital requirements the TTC has, there has always been a much larger requirement for money to maintain the stuff that we've got and and improvements that are desperately needed over the next 10, 15 years for additional capacity on the existing lines, never mind any new lines. Um, and those... Those, a lot of those costs have always been buried in the TTC budget, either as what's called below the line, which is, you know, we've got six, million, six billion odd of approved projects and funded, but we've got a whole bunch of stuff that's not funded, and that's below the line. And in a lot of cases, the projects weren't even in the formal budget as, as things we've got to find money for. So the result is that when the province first talked about taking over TTC subway and the cost of maintaining it, the number, the annual cost they were looking at was something on the order of $360 million, which now that we've seen the shopping list is nowhere near enough to handle the future capital needs of the existing subway system. So yeah, I, well, I was saying earlier that, uh, you know, based on what I've read, uh, the agency needs $33 billion over yep. the next 15 years. For capital needs, yeah, and there's some. I mean, there's some big ticket items in there. There's some. There's major renewal of the Bloor subway. Uh, there's costs on the Young subway. So that, for example, uh, we've heard a lot. And everybody <laughs> deals with the weekend shutdowns for the automatic train control uh, work that's been going on. Uh, but one of the things that the TTC needs is if you're going to run more service on the Young subway, you need more cars. And guess what? They don't have enough trains to run all the service that automatic train control would allow them to run. Oh, but if you have more cars, you need more storage space. So that means, you know, either another car house or expanding an additional car, you know, an existing car. And it's this sort of compounding effect, things that that were not taken into account. Oh, oh, you have to increase station capacity and you have to add to the power supply because more trains take more power. All right, so why wouldn't we want the province to upload that? Well, the problem is, will the province when they see what the bill really is, be prepared to shell out the kind of money that um, that is kind of is on the TTC shopping list for future expenditures, or will they find ways to nickel and dime the system where necessary upgrades don't get done? Because the province says, well, you know, we have this deficit we have to fight. Right, but if not them, then who? I mean, the city's well, not, not going to do it. This, well, that's one of the problems. Is that the city has been artificially... Um, lowballing the cost of owning a transit system for years. The federal government, frankly, should be coming in with more money than they have. And too much emphasis has been placed on finding money to build spiffy new lines and not enough on the money needed to 
maintain and improve the quality of what we already have. What do you make, by the way, of Doug Ford's proposal that, uh, you know, under the aegis of Metrolinx, uh, we consolidate everything here so the transit system is not piecemeal in uh, this city, in uh, Mississauga and Durham region and so on and so forth. I mean, that was the whole uh, general purpose or thinking behind Metrolinx, but uh, they want to consolidate that under one regional transit system. Well, consolidation is kind of a strange word to use with a TTC when you consider that a couple of TTC streetcar lines carry as many people as all of Metrolinx. Um, you know, it's like a, a mouse swallowing an elephant kind of thing. There are there are regional issues, without question. There are problems with cross-border uh, fare issues, for example, where people who come in from Mississauga and from York Region pay a full double fare. That's that's part of the argument right now up at York University, where where Go Transit riders are being are going to be dumped off yeah. on the subway. Yeah, they're pretty to, upset. Some of the students. They're, they're pretty upset about it. So, I mean, these are issues which the previous government started to address, but not really fully. If you're, going to, if you're going to get rid of the extra fare for crossing a boundary, someone's going to have to pay for it. Either everybody else's fares go up or there's a greater subsidy. And frankly, it's a lot cheaper to simply raise the subsidy for the number of people that are involved. Um, and that is something which Metrolinx should have been working on for years, but didn't because they were under instructions not to increase subsidy levels. So uh, I, I, I don't regard Metrolinx as kind of the shining savior of transit. They tend to do what they're told by the province, and they're, they're not an independent body that will give sort of... They'll, they'll tell the premier what he wants to hear, which, mm-hmm. is, which is not what you want in an independent transit agency. All right, well, uh, with a new sheriff in town, we'll wait to see how this plays out, because that seems to be the intention from Premier Ford. Steve, i got to let you go on that note. I appreciate your weighing in, and again, uh, this weekend's going to be a deep freeze. Stay warm. Yes, I will. Thank you so much. Steve You're Monroe, welcome. author and Toronto transit advocate. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.